0: Welcome to the Stray Dog Film Lounge, where three stray dogs have bonded over our love of movies. I'm Colin. My name's Ross. And I'm Ian. And today we're talking about the two film adaptations of the Super Mario Brothers video games.
1: So first we are going to talk about the 1993 movie, that, that godforsaken film that for some reason is getting a cultural re-evaluation on Letterboxd.
2: <laughs> yes. So let's let's uh let's uh, let's it uh, uh, go. Okay. Like, like like um. Can I can I try to explain what the the movie's about?
1: Please, please. That this is a logline okay. that I can't I can't come up with.
2: <laughs> okay. So. The Super Mario Brothers movie,
0: 1993,
2: from 1993, uh, is about um, two plumbers, Mario and Luigi, <laughs> who uh, get sucked into an alternate dimension where where dinosaurs were not killed by a meteorite, and now humans are evolved from. Reptiles, as opposed to from primates, but they look like humans. And while they're there, they gotta save Princess Daisy, who's also from Brooklyn, uh, from uh, King Koopa, played by uh, uh, Dennis Hopper uh, in his prime. (laughs) The, The director of
1: Easy Rider. I love that the director of Easy Rider, like the cultural landmark film of the 60s, plays King Koopa in Super Mario Bros. And and truth be told, he seems like he's having a good time.
2: Yeah, I mean I think I think of Dennis Hopper as more than anything, I think of Dennis Hopper as Frank from Blue Velvet. Oh yeah. And he's like there's so many there's so many lines in the in the movie that just feel like Frank <laughs> yeah. lines. Like, you know what I love about mud? It's dirty and clean oh, at the same time. <laughs> like Aye. ian I, I feel like you were once the most ride or die for this movie right i was um i'm re-watching it again
1: can i give a preamble to uh ian's evaluation
2: no. of this movie no no preambles I, Talk, I, ian, no. talk. <laughs> stop get go so go ahead go ahead
0: basically i had seen the movie years ago and i thought it was hilarious it's so bad it's good And I had fun with it. If it was like on HBO or Showtime, I'd be like, eh, why not? The Super Mario Brothers movie or whatever. So, but now looking at it, Colin had uh, come over my place and we had gone to Yestercase to play some Super Mario Brothers video games, which, you know, Colin tried.
1: Yeah, I I tried my best. I I gave it the old college try. I I don't, I don't have Atari fingers. (laughs) What? Wait,
2: Atari fingers?
0: Nintendo figures. Um, okay. Keep going. Oh yeah, it was Um, on
2: Nintendo, not Atari. Keep on going. Keep on going.
0: Rewatching it again, (laughs) I thought it was terrible. Um, it was complete and utter trash. That again, although trash was a riot. It was so dumb, but it was such a fun time at this. Uh, While well, watching it too, there was just like the opening of the movie when they talk about what happened to the dinosaurs. It's Brooklyn, sixty-five million years ago, so there weren't a lot of people back then. And so then, when the fucking
2: meteorite, and then like all this, this, this whole weird thing, and then it just shows the title, (laughs) Super Mario Brothers: The Movie, and you're like, what? What? What is it? (laughs) (laughs) What?
0: It was one of the weirdest fucking things, and I just, I heard so much of a cult following that I, I looked it up. There's a website. There's a bunch of people who like it. I have not read any of the Letterboxd reviews. I don't want to if they're saying this is some masterpiece from something years ago.
1: Yeah, they're the, the saying that it's misunderstood and underappreciated. I I don't nah. I don't really know how serious they are in this evaluation. They may just be beaming out like they do with reviews of the movie Cars. But yeah, I think
2: uh, it. I think it comes down to like uh, contrarianism. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, like yeah. They're, they're trying to say that this is a Marxist film. That it talks about the rise no, of fascism and I so mean, on and yes, so forth. I
2: mean, yes, yes, but it's super basic.
1: It, 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 like, exactly. That, that, like, because it's, yeah. it's
2: it's 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 just it's basically like a weird '90s fever dream that of like, oh, let's do Mario, but instead let's do Blade Runner, like or something, kind but of, with dinosaur yeah.
0: but with dinosaurs for some reason. It, it would have been cool if it was. The actual mushroom kingdom, but instead it's Dino Hat.
2: Well, no, it's well. Okay, so the dinosaur thing is because Super Mario World was a thing, and there's dinosaurs in that. That's a that's that takes place on Dinosaur Island, right?
0: That was Super Mario brother Super uh, Super Mario World Two. Yeah, Super Mario World Two. That's when the dinosaurs no. came into play.
2: No, no, isn't no because isn't Yoshi Yoshi's in Super Mario World, but it's not it the main doesn't take place. Of Mario isn't the mainland of Super Mario World like. Dinosaurs, isn't that a thing?
0: I don't think so. Unless I'm wrong.
2: You are wrong. Hi, future Ross here with a fact check update. It says right here in the story section for the Super Mario World instruction manual, uh, after saving the Mushroom Kingdom from Bowser and the rest of the Koopas in Super Mario 3. Mario and Luigi need to recuperate from their adventures. Together, they agree that the best place to vacation was a magical place called Dinosaur Land.
0: Oh, take that, Ian. Ross one, Ian zero. But Either way, the point is that... This came out before Jurassic Park. So basically, there wasn't the... There, there wasn't like oh my god, dinosaurs are everywhere. It was a, Dinosaurs were a thing in the 90s. But it wasn't like huge until Jurassic came along. And then with that, this that movie... That really
1: surprises me, because like, I feel like this movie almost seems like something that's trying to replicate Jurassic Park to a degree. No,
2: it came out the but week it, before Jurassic Park. No, that's not so the week before weird.
0: Jurassic Park.
2: Oh, what is it?
0: It was a couple weeks beforehand. Um, but, but space, you know what I mean. Same I like, know, basically. but still. Ian is right about that.
2: So now the score is tied. Ross won. Ian won.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. The movie just, especially because we watched it on like a shitty DVD I got from Amazon.
1: That he bought for four bucks. Now folks, it has been said that I am a cheapskate. That I don't like spending money. And this is true. But nevertheless, no one should ever spend Four whole dollars <laughs> on the nineteen
2: ninety three Super Mario Bros movie. He could have talked the person down. I spent eight dollars on my copy oh. that I found at Fye. What? <laughs> I found it at I found it at Fye. I was like, "Where else are you gonna find this? I guess I'll get it."
0: I just went on Amazon and searched it, and then it was just like, "All right, here you go, Super Mario Brother yeah, movie." But yeah, it's not even
2: a it's not even a good DVD because it's yeah, like, it sucks. It's that. It, it's 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 that it's that kind that like it's widescreen but within a four by three format yeah so it's like you got bars on the top bottom and sides so you gotta adjust your tv settings to make it properly fill the screen Mm. and it just looks like ass like you can see the pixels fellas you need to learn the
1: art of bargaining Alright, if someone is trying to make you pay eight or four dollars for a movie this terrible, you
2: gotta be able to stand
1: your ground and say, the best I can give you for that is two.
0: I was at an FYE. They're not gonna like, let me... It was on Amazon, man. Like, what am I supposed to do? Oh, I'm gonna call it customer well, anyway, service. Any, anyway,
2: I do want to talk about some good things in this movie. Mm. Um, I think Bob Hoskins rules. Oh, yeah. Yes.
0: Um, Him oh, and yeah. Dennis Hopper were great.
2: And, I, and also, I think... My my favorite thing about his portrayal as Mario uh is that this Mario fucks. Okay. Yes.
1: The, the, like, he's got this Mario Daniella. has a very attractive girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, what his, yeah, what was her name? Daniela.
2: You know they're doing some freaky shit. Yeah, you know? with some yeah. And then and then and then when he has to uh, seduce Big Bertha, he's like into it. Yeah. Right? And Big Bertha's into it too. It's just so fucking <laughs> <laughs> He's got a thing
1: for him, man what I love yeah. about this Mario too that the twenty-three version does as well is that Mario is a really good plumber as well. Yeah, like this <laughs> this Mario could totally clean up my bathroom.
2: What What do you guys think of uh, John Leguizamo, who in his uh, groundbreaking he role, was terrible, <laughs> he was terrible. He I was need awful. to talk
1: about this. There's not a <laughs> moment in the film where he's able to keep his lips together. Like what? he he. he he is so he was so drunk on this set, and it's so so <laughs> clearly in the performance. Yep, Bob yep. Hoskins was drunk too, but he was an old Englishman that could handle his liquor. He's
2: a professional.
0: Yes, he's, he's a, a professional, professional drunk. That's something yeah. funny that um that I I enjoyed is just the fact that the two of them are trashed through this whole thing, and you really can't <laughs> tell. I mean, even with John Leguizamo, no, you can totally someone, tell with John. He's someone that totally there are there are John. moments, there are moments when he's just sort of like. Okay, yeah, I can get through this, but then it's like his, like you say, his mouth is wide open. It's his just mouth like... is wide
2: open the entire fucking time. Like, I assume that was an acting choice. Like he's constantly in awe of what he's seeing. Like, whoa!
0: Like, well, he does a terrible fucking job with it. Yeah, he should have taken some more fungus. Oh, that's another thing. It's not even mushrooms. It's fungus. Trust the fungus, yeah. Ian.
2: You gotta trust the trust fungus. The fungus, <laughs> like.
0: Because hey, there's a lot of meme shit in here that's great, but like it's, it's so fucking weird to see the goombas I don't oh yeah I what don't the f- know yeah they're like where. They, they like
2: get devolved
1: yeah whoever designed those Goombas have a has a severe drug addiction, and I like l s d or like a drug that like enhances your imagination like this is someone just with a distorted mind that has just taken way too many poker sets, and I hope he finds help.
2: I gotta kinda defend the aesthetics of this movie, because like, if you look at Mar- the world of Mario, and you're like, okay, now it's apt this for live action in a way that's not laughable, you kinda have to take some creative, because a Goomba, the way we know a Goomba, just does not work in, in live action. In live action. And it makes no sense. Well, you uh, know. I mean, honestly, like they just should have not made a live action adaptation Mario. That makes no sense. But the fact that they were given that assignment and they're like, okay, well, there's like, there's turtles. There's Yoshi. Yoshi's a dinosaur. I guess we'll make it lizard people. I get. All right.
1: They <laughs> like, absolutely nailed Yoshi, though.
0: Yeah, Yoshi was great. I love that animatronic. That's an amazing
2: animatronic.
1: That made me really want to buy a lizard. And I'm not really a lizard <laughs> guy either, but, but that, that Yoshi was just so warm and welcoming. He seemed like such a good dude. I was like, I need to go out to Petco and buy myself a lizard. <laughs> He's so
0: cute. Obviously, time has passed and it's not as great, but the visual effects, despite how they look now, they're still pretty creative. It's such a strange look of just like almost squishing somebody's face, and moving it around, de-evolving them, and almost like when he de-evolves the um, what, Scapelli? Or like, whatever the fuck the guy's name was, like a mobster? The Scapelli. Yeah, Scapelli. Scapelli. Yeah. When he turns him into a monkey, it was just like, he just goes, monkey. But also, um <laughs> the way that they do it, I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, it, it is interesting. It's very 90s. Yeah, it's 90s, but at the same time, it's like, you it's don't fun. really see that, and Again, the creative decisions, yes, were good, but I still say, like, it's just fucking weird to look at. Like, it it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me in terms of it.
2: The movie just kind of feels like drek. like you're just kind of stuck in the mud Mm -hmm. getting through this movie. Like, it's just like, ugh, like, it's not very visually pleasing to look at.
0: And it's sexually charged for some reason, (laughs) <laughs> Super Mario Brothers movie.
2: Yeah, Mario's like sticking his face in that in that lady's titties. <laughs> to get that yeah, rock, that necklace. To get that meteorite. I mean, who wouldn't? But you know, um, <laughs> honestly though, all the women in this kind of great. They're they're all hot in their own ways. You know, like like da- da- Daisy's really cute. What you know? really and
1: frustrates like... <laughs> me is that there's some racism going on in this movie, and it's from. It's from Lena, who isn't even in the video game. I don't know why they put her in here. She's, she's like, Dennis, Dennis, King Koopa's wife. They named oh, Ta- oh. Lena. Uh,
2: what's the racist thing?
1: So basically, she goes into the room of captives to see who, which one of them is the princess because they're not telling. Not and so she looks yeah. at all of these beautiful Italian women from Brooklyn, and then she looks at the most waspy-looking... Amongst them, the Princess Daisy, and she says, you're the princess. So you're telling me that a beautiful Brooklynite Italian woman cannot be a princess? The waspy-looking girl is the princess? This is ridiculous. I don't
0: think it's racist. I just think it's just like, hey, you know, whatever.
1: It's racist. I will not have it.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie, Colin. That's what we're doing right now. It, it's, it's something where you just got to take it as a grain of salt of the fact that like
2: it is ridiculous. I mean, I just kind of assumed it's like she's like the the the, the prettiest, you
0: know? But she I didn't wasn't think of it. Prettiest. Daniella is the prettiest. Daniela like, is so
2: much more beautiful. No, than Daniella Princess is Daniela is sexy, but Daisy is is pretty. If that makes sense, like mm. she's the most princessy looking, mm. right? I give her props for being a paleontologist. Okay. Hey, did you notice how the how the the Alan Silvestri score will like reference that like oh, yeah, you're right. Like funny. that pizza making song.
0: That's great. Oh
2: yeah. That's part of the score. There's like it's like Alan was like, Alright, I gotta make a thing about Italian plumbers. I don't know.
0: Um but I do enjoy I think the things I like, yeah, Bob Hoskins, Dennis Hopper, uh, the production design for the most part, uh, Yoshi, um, Yoshi, the weird ass visual effects, and I think, I think the stupidest, it's just but not a good adaptation. It's not. It's <laughs> not even like you know. Here's something really weird. It started out in the '80s, and it was supposed to be a hard R prequel to Mario about Mario. And then it sort of evolved into sort of a Shrek-before-Shrek kind of movie. And it would have taken place in the Mushroom Kingdom. So, then two directors... I forget who directed this.
2: It's directed by a husband and wife duo, if I'm remembering Mm -hmm. correctly. Their names are Annabelle Jenkel and Rocky Morton. Well, at
0: one point, these two must have changed up something, because... It sort of feels like they took something that could have been fun, you know, kind of solid or whatever, and then turned it into whatever the fuck happened. And even like behind the scenes, nobody liked them at all. So they made shirts like just yeah. sort of making fun of them uh during the production as it went on. And to me, that's sort of where this type of movie goes. The more I talk about it, the more I'm just thinking about the behind-the-scenes than I am the movie, because the movie is so bland Yeah, that it just doesn't... It doesn't really give anything except some memes. It's... Yeah. There's definitely, like... People did what they could. And you could tell that there's some hard work in here somewhere. But...
1: Yeah. The, the mm-hmm. thing is... The directing is so bad in this movie. When, when I watch most Hollywood movies, Hollywood movies that I dislike, I usually have problems with the plot being too uh, meta or being too predictable or something or another. But I usually don't have any problems with the directing. Like, usually the directors in Hollywood listen to their DPs, they listen to what their editors need, they're part of a collaborative team, and they're at the top of their game. That's why they're directing Hollywood Pictures. So I'm usually not watching a movie and think to myself, oh, this direction is bad. When Ian and I were watching this movie, there were so many times Mm -hmm. and Ian and I looked at each other and said they needed a close-up there. Like, there there is a total lack of close-ups in this movie. It's so weird. They got Lance Henriksen, who was a a pretty...
0: He was a character uh, actor. I wouldn't
1: call him a star, but he was a pretty big actor in the 90s. And so they... He, he was a very uh, lauded character actor. He was in, like, every James Cameron movie and so on and so forth. And so he finally transforms from the big fungus into the king of the city. And the transformation is all in a wide shot. And they don't even get a close-up of Lance Henriksen. You don't even know it's him. And it's like... Dude, you could have literally gotten anyone to just stand in as the fungus who transforms into a king if you're doing it all in a wide shot.
2: Yeah. Anyway, we're out of time. Let's give our ratings. All right. All right. I'll go first. Um, I'm gonna give it a, a one and a half out of five because uh, it's got some good memes, and I like Bob Hoskins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I like the I like the dinosaur song. <laughs> uh, ooh ooh, yeah. ooh ooh. I like that. You know, it's got some good memes. It's I it's definitely a movie. Uh, but it's a it's it's not that it's a it's a bad adaptation of the game for sure. But even if, if they just made it good, but a bad adaptation, that would have been something. But it's just kind of yeah. like miserable nonsense uh ian what's your rating
0: uh one out of five um I, again some good memes some good performances some weird shit that i enjoyed but i really don't feel this one it's just something that as a teenager it was fun to get shit faced and watch it and then really going through it um sober it, it was a trek
1: <laughs> colin yeah, I can I call with Ian. This is a movie you simply cannot watch sober. And not in the pink Floyd the Wall way where like taking drugs will enhance your viewing of this film. It it it's just a terrible film that can only function for you if you're inebriated. Uh I would give it a one and a half stars cause I love Yoshi. Uh, I really enjoy what Bob Hoskins brought to the table. I find it funny that he had a better Brooklyn accent than John Leguizamo, who's from the Bronx. But not only does it fail as an adaptation, a lot of people in Letterboxd are arguing that this movie shouldn't even be considered to be an adaptation because Mario's unadaptable.
2: Well, it's been proven wrong that it's actually pretty adaptable. (laughs) Move along to uh the Super Mario Brothers movie from 2023. Let's go. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yahoo! Um alright, so Colin, you are the least familiar with Mario Games. Uh so I'ma make you uh explain what the movie's about. Okay.
1: I, I just wanna make a minor
2: correction.
1: I do have some experience with the Mario games. I played and beat Super Mario Sunshine when I was in third grade. Thank you very much. Oh,
2: I thought I thought you weren't allowed to play video games.
0: <laughs>
1: like, my mom had a friend who was getting rid of her GameCube and her Nintendo 64. And my mom looked at the games. She didn't think they were that violent. And so she allowed us to play the N64 games and the GameCube games.
2: Oh, you never mentioned this. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I what? forgot
1: about it. It's, it. it's just something that was just, like, a gap in my memory. And I was talking to my sister about it, and she's like, oh, don't you remember the N64 on the GameCube that we had? And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, then. Anyway, the Super Mario Bros. movie is all about these two famos from Brooklyn who uh, get sucked into another dimension and... And they need to save this new dimension from annihilation from the dreaded Bowser.
2: Well, more importantly, Mario has to save Luigi. Yes, Ma- Luigi gets captured.
0: That's the real plot. Everything else is sort of secondary.
2: Which I I think that's a brilliant idea. Because, you know, mm-hmm. traditionally, it's about saving Princess Peach. Or Daisy, or whatever she's being called at the time. Toadstool, whatever. But normally it's about saving the princess, right? But here, this totally works as, like, he's entering this world for the first time. He doesn't know who Princess Peach is, you know? Yeah. And, like, and like the, the 93 movie tries to solve this problem by putting Daisy in Brooklyn with them and then Luigi fall in love with her. That's stupid, right? Yeah. And that was a big problem. Because they, they still just met her. This, th- this works so much better as for a first movie because Mario doesn't know Peach, but, you know, we know automatically he loves his brother. And also, we get to mm-hmm. see Luigi being a little scaredy cat, which everyone loves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Charlie Day, perfect choice for that too. Yeah, Charlie Day was was like brilliant yeah. casting.
1: Honestly, I love I love all the casting in this movie except Seth Rogen.
2: That was that was pretty distracting. Really, I I, I thought that worked. It was
1: very distracting, and I just I don't like the energy that he brought to Donkey Kong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like he, he was so
1: petty. Like, he, he was, he was so eager to please his dad. I mean, has there ever been a game where Donkey Kong is eager to please Cranky Kong? I don't think so.
0: To my knowledge, no.
1: No, Craigie Kong is just like a, the, the annoying guy in the rocking chair.
2: I mean, I mean, they needed a they, they needed a thing to connect Mario and Donkey Kong together because both yeah. their fathers think they're failures. Yes, <laughs> which is such a weird thing for Mario, by the way. It, it is, works but, like,
0: though, because you know it's funny, and I'm sure you guys know this by now. But the guy who voices Mario and Luigi's father is. The guy who voices Mario in the video games. Charles Martinet. Charles Martinet. They got him
1: in there. It's perfect.
0: And he's also, you know, the dude who's playing the arcade machine in the beginning, too. Giuseppe. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's like an alternate universe, Mario. I
0: do want to go over what I don't like first, uh, because I did really enjoy the movie. I
2: I got some bad things, yeah.
0: I think my biggest qualm is there wasn't enough Luigi. I get that, you know, oh Mario has to go save him, but it's like we go maybe 15-20 minutes without seeing him in certain bursts. And we're like, wait, what's why is Mario doing this again? To save the day or no? And then there's even times where he's like, oh, I'm here to save my brother.
2: Well, he's got to save his brother, and in the process, he also has to save so the Mushroom, the Mushroom, Mushroom Kingdom, Kingdom in order to get um, to his brother. He's
0: developed a cross on Peach, you know. But that's
2: a problem. Uh, I think a bigger problem is the the pacing. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. The, mo- the movie needed, like, 15 more minutes to dedicate to character building. It's yes. really breakneck.
1: Uh, it's like, we got a story to really tell, like, let's go. And it says, like, slow down.
2: You guys have seen this before, let's go. Yeah, like, Mario just runs into Peach, and they're, like, instantly friends yeah. and kind of in love. And, like... Uh, they're just, Peach just immediately recruits Mario, no discussion about it, mm. you know, it's just, uh, well, not <laughs> quite, there's the test. Luigi
1: but. doesn't have any angle towards Mario, which I'm surprised by. Why would he? She, because Mario is the one who's like, let's go fix this plumbing problem, and, and they went down there and they got sucked into this other dimension. Uh, and then Luigi got kidnapped and tortured by Bowser. You know what I
2: mean? Like when when I see my their brothers. He can see past that. He knew he meant well, okay? Yeah. But nevertheless, it wasn't his fault. Th- it wasn't Mario's fault I that he think, got, you know, it wasn't the Mario's fault. I
1: think it would have been more powerful when Luigi saved Mario at the end if they had a conflict earlier on. You
2: know what I mean? Yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like if they hmm. had a disagreement and they had a, a break in the middle, and then they come back.
0: You know, okay, maybe if he wasn't like sure about the whole plumbing thing.
2: But this movie doesn't have time for it. It's like a tight ninety, and I, and it's weird because usually I, I'm always thinking every movie needs to be shorter, but this one definitely needs to be longer. I, mm-hmm.
1: I think I know why the movie was so short, though. Why? So the budget for this movie was 100 million, which is 15 million more than Illumination has ever spent on any of their films. The animation in this movie looks fantastic, as I'm sure you guys do agree. It's perfect. But what I'm thinking is that I think they maxed out that 100, and they didn't have anything more that they could animate. And they're just like... (laughs) uh, And I think that's true, too, because in the final scene in Brooklyn, there are no people in the streets, which really took me out of it. Yeah, there are. What are you talking about? The, the,
2: the, they like they they, no, they run around Spike and like there there's no the, the
1: the Sebastian Montescalo and and, yeah. and and that's that's about it. And then some people. Well, peer they're all through. inside
2: the buildings. Well, they, then they they all come out afterwards. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I I feel
0: like I think they kind of just like picked different set pieces and be like, and eh, we don't really need to do it because we're focusing on this.
2: I think it is just kind of a thing of like this is a kids' movie. We don't want to raise the question of uh. What do you call it when, uh, uh, of like civilians being put in danger? We don't want to raise that question of, of you we, we don't want to raise the, the classic Man of Steel issue with Mario.
0: The Mario of Steel.
1: It, w- it would have
2: been nice if the
1: streets were crowded, Bowser came in, and then they all fled. You know what I mean? Like the streets were just completely empty. And it's only around dinner time in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like it's New York City. There's people on the streets all the time. Yeah, times, okay. You're right. You know? I mean,
2: look, that's a... That's a very busy set piece, though, with all the enemies. I didn't really even think about that, mm-hmm. um, and I've seen that ending multiple times now because I, I work in a movie theater, and so I, I see that ending a lot before doing cleans. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, that didn't bother me. I thought it was a satisfying set piece. No, it was a gr- um, it was a
1: great set piece. What I'm saying though is that I think one of the uh, one of the directors may have been like, "Should we put people in here?" And then the other director looked at him and was like, we, we don't have money in the budget." You know, what I mean?
2: like, <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 crowd that comes in after the fight is actually is a pretty small crowd. It's like fifteen people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's
1: what I'm saying. Like, it's like, like yeah. the animation in this movie is so good, and it's so it, it yeah. must have consumed a lot of money. Like I said, like it's fifteen million more than any other Illumination
2: movie. Illumination is like known for being really cost effective, mm-hmm. uh, while still treating their workers well. Uh, and you can, you can, which is, which is actually like kind of cool. Like say what you want about the Minions movies. At least the animators were not treated like shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's But true. you know, like the, uh, um, but yeah, the, you know, they, they cut corners because you know, it, you know, there, there's a reason why like the, the characters are so round and cute in, in their movies is because it's easy to animate uh by the way they're mostly French animators illumination it's all it's all it's mostly a French studio which I think is neat.
1: That describes the character design of Gru so much. Yeah,
2: right? And it's Gru, it, Gru it's, is it's just, totally the designs French. in Despicable Me yeah. are incredibly French, <laughs> yeah. They're very French yeah. designs in Despicable Me. In fact, the minions are inspired by Jacques Tati.
0: Really? <laughs> How so? Yes.
2: Like they're like, oh, we wanna bring in the comedy stylings of Jacques Tati, the, the silent comedy styling of him to the minions, you know?
0: Yeah. You know,
2: just that vibe. Okay, but cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, Mario. Um <laughs> Okay, my other gripe before we get into the good stuff is the needle drops suck so much. Oh god, they because were bad. the the score of the movie that Brian Tyler did is so good
0: yeah and the mm-hmm. way
2: it uses koji kondo's mario and nintendo themes
0: because
2: mario music is like the best music ever right and i just want to hear mario music right yeah. i don't want to hear take on me <laughs>
1: i was really confused so too weird. because like all the music that's playing in this movie is 80s and then i see these characters on those smartphones and I'm just like, yeah. wait a second. So this doesn't take place in the '80s? Like it, it, it just kind
2: of feels There's like a, a disconnect. disconnect. I think it's supposed to be like a desperate thing to get like the nostalgic parents' approval. But the nostalgic parents are already nostalgic for Mario. Oh so yeah. Just play Mario music. Just it's... play the Mario music. And and I I I, I bought MP3s as a score for myself because I liked it that much. And there there are there are songs on it that. Were clearly intended to be used in the movie, but weren't, and were replaced with needle drops. So, like the take, the, I think the most egregious one is is the take on me used during uh, you know the the Donkey Kong world mm-hmm. with the carts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a track on the album called "Driving Me Bananas,"
1: nice, and it
0: go it goes hard.
1: I gotta I gotta listen to this.
0: Which also, by the way, when they put in the DK rap. That was one of the funniest fucking things, as a fan, just to hear in a big budget Super Mario Brothers movie, the DK rap when Donkey Kong shows up. Did you
2: hear that the guy that wrote that song wasn't credited?
0: Really? That's bullshit. Yeah, well,
2: that's I, yeah. And the and the credits it just says it's from Donkey Kong '64, and it doesn't oh, mention God. the na- the writer. I think it's like a union thing, but uh yeah, yeah um, no he wasn't he wasn't credited uh but i will i'll give him credit uh his name yeah. is george andreas thank you, you go. george no. andreas appreciate you your walk. wait wait my bad it was george andreas and grant Kirkhope. george andreas and grant thank you george and grant yeah all right but yeah the uh but yeah no the Mar like the mario music the way it's put together and used is so good Mm-hmm. It, like they just they use like every song basically. It's so it's great. Like the way From they almost use every the, game. The way they use like the Peach's Castle theme mm-hmm. as the motif for them running towards the castle mm-hmm. is great. The way they when he first enters the Mushroom Kingdom, it, it like sounds like you know the One One theme, but like through the through like Wizard Vaz yeah,
0: kind of yeah. vibe. That like that's great. That that's amazing. Hearing all the sound effects, too, like when they're going through pipes and shit and whatnot, it it was just like, oh oh my god, it's there. Holy shit.
2: (laughs) This movie kind of coasts entirely on Mario iconography, because Mm -hmm. it's like, if you like Mario games, if you've ever played Mario game, you love that iconography. You love the question mark boxes, you love the fire flowers, you love... All, all the stuff, it, yeah. you, you know, it, it's, and it's so great seeing it and it's just, it, it's just nice and it's fun to see it on the big screen. And I know that's a really basic, but it gives the people what they want, you know? Yeah. It's something it
0: where it's like, you want a Mario movie, here's yeah. all the Mario shit.
2: Here's all the yeah. Mario. But yeah, yeah. I, that's, that is the thing though, is that like, it does play it pretty safe. And like, I think maybe like, you know, if they had like, if they gave it something more like, you know, Peach, I think. You know, they're, you know, she's a girl boss now, but they, they still didn't give her any depth, though, you know? In the games, she just gets kidnapped, and this, she's just super competent and great at everything.
0: Mm-hmm. She has
2: no yeah. flaws in the movie at all. Like, they do nothing with... They even gave her a chance to, like, you know, there's the moment where Mario, you know, fails the course, or almost 60s of the course and fails, and, and Peach is like, don't worry, it took me a long time to get it, too. And then Mario's like, you're lying, aren't you? And she's like, yeah, I am. But, like, what if that was what if she was telling the truth though like just to give some sort of some i think this is the bad way this is the wrong way to do female empowerment because what are you telling to little girls if oh if you're not flawless and amazing at everything then oh you're you're not worth shit exactly like this is my big
1: problem with a a, modern hollywood's treatment of quote-unquote feminism they, they choose to just have these absolutely perfect women who are great at everything and can outsmart any man. And so, like, on the surface, it seems perfectly feminist and, and great and stuff. But the fact the fact of the matter is that, like, it, it, it doesn't set up good heroes for uh, future generations who watch the movies. There's
0: no good role model.
1: Yeah,
2: because like if if Mario was competent the whole movie all the way through it would be boring and not mm-hmm. easy to engage with and he wouldn't be very relatable at all, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, P- I mean, I guess it's okay for Peach because she's a supporting character and they don't have a- an Illumination. Times ticking, they don't have a lot of time. I just wish they like changed that one moment where she's trying to cheer at Mario, and if she was like sincere that she, you know, had to work to get to how how cool good she was. is now, yeah.
1: That would have been nice. She says, "Like, nah, I'm perfect. I did it on the first Yeah, she's time. just
2: instantly perfect. Yeah, that yeah. that sucks. Um, and you know, I'm not like, I'm not one of those anti woke bros or whatever. I'm, I just want, uh, I I just don't want lazy writing.
1: Yeah, I just uh, yeah. I just I just want. Th- I just
2: want some character development. I
1: just want three dimensional female characters. I'm all about ri- women empowerment yeah. and stuff like that. I just want them to be three dimensional,
2: yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, what is, speaking three dimensionality what do you think of uh, Mario's family?
0: uh, uh the, what we saw them of two minutes um but like also like the, the the
2: function that they have in the plot uh it's um, been specifically the dead i i think man. it's but i think it is funny because it's like wait so are mario and luigi like 25 i think so i think i, so. I, th- I think he i think they're like 25 <laughs> yeah
1: because they're playing retro video games and stuff like that yeah they're, like... they're
2: in their 20s they're just they're still li- but they're still living with their parents yeah, they, they, they made them millennials.
1: They made Mario and Luigi
2: millennials. They're, like, old enough to have mustaches, though, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, I was kind of thinking, like, why does the dad think Mario and Luigi are a disappointment? Because I feel like them starting a plumbing business isn't that crazy of a dream. That's, like, if I started a plumbing business... And went all out and went all the way through with it, I think my parents would be pretty proud of me.
1: Well, I think I think what Mario's dad is annoyed at Mario for is that basically uh, they had stable jobs already. You know what I mean? They they worked for Sebastian Monascalo's character and they were What did getting, they do? They were just plumbers for him. Yeah. Like he had his oh. own plumbing the wrecking crew.
2: Oh, I know what that's a reference to. There's a there's an obscure Mario game from the NES era called Wrecking Crew, where instead of plumbers, they're Wrecking Crew members. So maybe that I don't think it's a plumbing business. I think they were Spike is a Wrecking Crew, the construction workers, construction
1: guys or whatever. But so anyway, they had you know a sustainable job with a pension that was all great and all, and basically Mario wants to go out and do his own thing, and he brought his brother with him, and I think. Mara's father was just ordered him for losing the stability that he had in the wrecking crew and bringing his brother along with him.
2: I guess. I, again, like, I just, it just needed, like, five more minutes to flesh it out. Yeah. Not even five, like, two, two minutes. This
1: is, there's so much in this film that this could have used some more time. You know what I
2: mean? Uh, good stuff. Uh, we we didn't even talk about Jack Black yet. Oh my god! The
0: best in the movie. I mean, he's got such a twist. Because I was thinking, like, what is he really going to be after? Is he just going to be after this, the invincibility star, and then, or you know, the superstar, and all of a sudden just be like, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I'm going to rule the world, and all of a sudden he's just like, no, I'm going to go marry Princess Peach. He wants a fairy tale wedding. <laughs> he's a he's I'm like, a
1: simp. Oh, like a that's sick. fucking
2: great that's like the best twist in the whole thing no but also it's like they pulled off the ridiculousness of Bowser as a character so well yeah cause this is like so in line cause like you know in Mario 64 like was it like she, he just wants cake it's that pettiness and like desperation and the ridiculousness of a big lizard wanting to marry a princess that like like it's, it's very self aware about it and like Jack Black plays it so sincerely yeah. Um, with with his full chest, like he does with every year old. he mm-hmm. never half asses anything. Jack no. Black is born f- to play Bowser.
0: Yes. Absolutely. He wrote
2: a whole song for Bowser that they let him put in the movie. Which is eligible for an
1: Oscar, <laughs> I might add. Yeah. Which I think should get the Oscar. It is
2: an original song, yes. yes. Let's go. <laughs> Dude,
1: that Jack Black's performance in this is so great, and it's one of those moments where it actually works where a celebrity takes a voice actor's job you know what i mean like the well i I would argue that
2: jack Plock is a voice actor through and through yeah of course i think the only only actor in this movie that i was like this could have been a professional voice actor was probably anya taylor joy as peach she doesn't have a particularly interesting voice yeah and when i think of anya taylor joy i think of her face i think of her her, her big eyes, her big mm-hmm. fish eyes. Hey, you, you know, you leave Anya's beautiful face out of this, Ross. No, she's beautiful, <laughs> but she has very fishy. She, she does, has like goldfish yes, eyes. She they're,
0: does. They're, yeah. they're they're cute. I like them. <laughs> uh, but you know, like she works better as an actress than she does, you know, behind a voice.
2: Yeah, they could have gotten like a professional voice actress to play Peach. They could have gotten, yeah. you know, like so, you know,
1: but but also not not just. Anya Taylor-Joy, Seth Rogen, too, right?
2: (laughs) It's a choice. They wanted Donkey Kong to have a Seth Rogen vibe, I guess. Here's the thing. Seth Rogen at least has a distinct voice, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas Anya Taylor-Joy doesn't. By the way, like, we we haven't really talked about Chris Pratt yet. Here we go. Surprisingly really good. Yeah.
1: Good job. He did a really good job.
2: The trailers did him dirty. Yes. Those was, like, they picked some bad audio takes for the trailers. Yeah, like, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. That was like a first take of a line that's not in the movie, you know?
0: Yeah. It was funny how they got rid of the... They didn't even, like, put the lines in the movie. I feel like it's because they're like, wait, what if... What if they actually say something, or people just go? Oh, 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 yeah, no, but I think it is just like, uh, well, no, animated movies especially
2: are like weirdly edited. Whether, whether they'll take one voice track and take that out of context, or use an unused track to give more context for the trailer, it's it's interesting. But um, yeah, no, I, Chris Pratt did a surprisingly good job, and I, I you know, I think yeah. people kind of sleep on Chris Pratt too much because of like. You know, there were like made up rumors about him being a homophobe because it was rumored that he was in a church that homophobic, and it turns out he wasn't in that. He left that church a long time ago, according to James Gunn, and and like I think because he was also like overused a lot, like he's really boring in the Jurassic World movies, and he was in that like Amazon sci fi movie. I think people just got sick of Chris Pratt, and so everyone got really pissed off to see him play Mario. But he's like, he people forgot he's a good comedic actor. And I thought his Brooklyn accent was pretty good and charming. And yeah. I think he works as Mario. He seemed like a fun, charming Mario. I liked him. No,
1: he was good. Yeah, like, I'm, bad. I'm, I don't think Chris Pratt is slept on. I, th- I think he's just overhated. Like people really just for some reason have this strong distaste towards Chris Pratt.
2: I think it's because Chris Pratt was has been overused by the Hollywood system. Yeah. Cuz they thought like after Guardians of the Galaxy, they tried to push him as the next big action star, which really isn't the guy he is. No. No, he
0: He's a goofy guy. He's more of a comedic guy. He's
1: perfect for this role. He he is an honest yeah. blue-collar working-class hero. That that's who yeah. he is as Star-Lord, that's who he is as Mario,
2: and I think That's who he is as Emmett. In, in the Lego movie? Yeah.
0: I haven't seen the Lego yeah. movie,
2: but... Oh, he's the main character in the Lego movie.
0: Yeah, he plays Emmett. I've been told
2: great things about this Lego
1: movie from a lot of people. Is, it's is, very good. Is this a movie we're checking out? Yes. It's interesting. I think that Chris Marnay was brought onto this project... Charles. Be- Charles Ch- Marnay. I always confuse Chris and Charles, but uh, I think he was brought onto this project because of terror Strong, of all people. Oh, interesting. Huh? Because Tara Strong uh, had it really sounded off on Triddle, as people do on Triddle, when the cast list for this movie was announced. And she was like, I'm I'm sick and tired of these celebrities taking jobs
2: from voice actors. This is a Mario movie, for God's sake. No, that's not true. Because the uh, when the, the announcement was first made of the cast list in that Nintendo Direct Charles Martinet was mentioned at the end as like a surprise role. Okay, so maybe she had no involvement in that. No, she was more upset over just like the general need to have celebrities voice people. Like again, like I think like you know Tara Strong could have voiced Princess Peach. And she would have done as opposed great. to Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, yeah, she would have been. Or uh, who's the woman who voices who voiced like Princess Bubblegum? That would have been a good Peach voice, mm. you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. I think. Like no one's going to see the Mario movie for Anya T- Taylor Joy's speech. No, no, I don't think people are gonna go to the Mario movie for Chris Pratt. But I, you mm-hmm. know what? I was proved wrong because his his performance is good. Yeah. And I'm curious. I'm I'm now I'm curious to to see what his take on Garfield is. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot about that.
1: As a fan of underdogs, I I just I I want to tip my hat to Chris Pratt and say, even though no one believes in you. You did a good job in this movie. Thank you for your performance.
0: I think um, for me as a lifelong Mario fan um, and has played a majority if not all the games um, yeah I I think he did fine Um, and I think that maybe if they develop him more as a character in the next one's is obviously there's gonna be sequels with Yoshi, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yoshi, dude. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole movie worked for me. I mean, it's it is the game, but as a film, and it surprisingly worked. I mean, the power boxes. I love the mechanics of like how they get hit and then they like lose the power up because it's like, okay, are they even gonna do mushrooms? Like, how is this gonna work? And when it's just, like, you have to eat the mushroom, and it's like, I hate mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, that,
2: that, that was pretty funny. That's nice. Yeah.
0: There was one
1: thing about this movie that I really disliked. And what was that? that and th- this is a trend that Illumination has done in previous films, too, is that they inject some, like, heavy nihilism and ruminations about mortality on one certain character. And then this one it's Loomily who's stuck in the prison and is constantly talking about the sweet release of death. I thought that was was funny.
2: funny. No. I thought that was funny. No, I mean... No, I mean, like, I'm told, Like, kids... It's funny because she's cute and dark. What, 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 don't you... uh, You're overthinking
0: this, bro. No, no, no.
2: No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the sense of humor myself.
1: I just think kids don't need to hear that. You know what I mean?
0: I've heard worse as a
2: child. I think kids like... Fucked up things. Some Like, fucked up... They think that's funny. I don't know. Look at me.
1: It, it says I don't. I don't think we kids should be watching films with those characters who want to kill themselves. I, I I think that that's just too too mature for them.
0: Then explain Eeyore from fucking Winnie the Pooh.
1: That's a good point.
2: Wait, but wait. Eeyore doesn't have a death wish. E- yeah, no, Eeyore is just It's like it's okay having sad that.
1: characters, but like I I. I know. I don't want yeah. there to be characters who are ch- who are talking about the sweet release of death in a movie targeted towards towards four year olds. All
2: right, this is this is your good point for like any parents listening. If you have an issue with uh, a a little star person talking about the sweet release of death, you know. Yeah,
0: and then all the screaming kids that are just gonna be like, "I wanted to go see Super Mario Brothers." <laughs>
2: But yeah, you're
1: Italian. You're your Italian bitch. little kids who somehow do a really good Italian accent.
2: Because they're from Italy. They're from Italy. The, they're from the yeah. Italy. Yeah. I mean, I guess like it's a solid movie. It's very colorful. It'll keep your kids occupied. Um, and I guess the I, the one thing is, though, like it's not it's not that deep. Like there have been better recent animated movies that are doing more emotionally and more thoughtful You know, like Mm -hmm. there's, you know, Puss in Boots, Last Wish, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, some, you know, most Pixar films have more to say. This doesn't have anything to say other than, isn't Mario great? And, uh, don't you want to play the games again? And it totally did make me want to play the games.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I played Super Mario Brothers 3 afterwards.
2: Yeah, so anyway, wrapping that up, uh, I give Mm -hmm. it a, uh, three and a half out of five. Uh, I would give
1: it 3 out of 5. I hope for the sequel that they have a bigger budget. Not saying that 100 million isn't enough, but I would just like to see a longer movie, and I recognize that they would need more money for that. And this, yeah. is the, this movie has the highest opening weekend of any animated movie ever. Like it,
2: I think this is set to possibly be the biggest fucking movie ever.
1: Yeah, um. I mean, like this, this movie has already made four times its budget. Yeah, it's already yeah. made 400 so million so I hope Definitely. that they gave it like fucking 150 million next time so that we can just have more beautifully animated scenes and more character development and,
0: and for me I'll say as as a fa- if you're a fan you're gonna love it if you're not you might think it's okay um I'm gonna say three and a half out of five um it's a good start to a series, I think, if they if they keep working on it and they don't do they don't like overdo themselves and make like a bunch of spin offs or any of that kind of crap. You know.
2: Yeah, I just want like I think we only need three Super Mario movies and then, Yeah,
0: just a trilogy. Yeah. Just, you know, same thing, just add a number at the end and uh be like the games. So hopefully hopefully we, uh, we get some solid ones or even great ones in the future. So, especially with Yoshi coming along, especially, also in, like, in the Brooklyn realm and, you know, the regular reality. Um, it's because also Mario and Luigi at the end, they're living in the Mushroom Kingdom, so we'll see how that uh, works out. So, yeah, three and a half out of five. And, uh, wah-hoo. wahoo! 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 So, in
2: Solo Watches, we talk about movies that we watched on our own and give them little mini-reviews. Yes. Alright, who wants to go first?
1: I'll go first. So, I I had a little bit of time this week to watch more movies than usual because I quit my job and I'm starting my new job in about uh, a week from now. So, I have just Oh, congrats. Thank you. So, uh, on Sunday night... I watched the original Jackass movie, which nice. which it says it's it says pure mm-hmm. Americana in my opinion. You know what I mean? It it says yeah. total slopstick humor. These these men are just completely sacrificing their bodies for their own. Like it's it's really beautiful in in a very simple way. Like it's so lowbrow that it's almost highbrow, and. I appreciated the gags I love how they went to Japan and their interactions with Japanese culture were really funny <laughs> Jesus. I, I loved seeing Steve-O as a little kid I, I love all the gags that they have with animals I think Jackass is really good because it just shows how inherently peaceful most animals are like when we think of bears and alligators uh, people have a natural tendency to see the, them as these bloodthirsty monsters that want to kill us. But yeah. Stevo was slowly climbing a... Uh a string right above the alligators, and they weren't even bothering him, man. Yeah. Like, they were just looking at yeah. him.
2: Uh, They're just like, look, who's who's this who, Who's this idiot? guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is dumbass? They they had to no, th- drown. Yeah. Careful, dude. <laughs> uh,
1: or in Jackass Forever, how they literally uh, got that guy, like, chained, and they put a bear into the room, and he was terrified because he was covered in honey the and salmon. The bear just wants the salmon. And so yeah. he just ate the salmon, and he ran away. Like, these
2: yeah yeah the, it, but still like it's they're still scary you don't want to like oh, piss course. them off yeah. you don't want to piss them off though but anyway what, what else did you watch
1: i i watched strife for the first time mm. since like 2015 that is a beautiful film yeah that's a great movie it's a really good film like it's solid dude you know like what i find interesting about that film is that nicholas Griffin himself has autism and I think Ryan Gosling's character in this movie has it as well. Mm. He had a lot of tendencies in his character. He was very quiet. He was he's very... got the toothpicks. He's got the toothpicks. Yeah. He's
2: always he's always he's always stimming with those toothpicks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's he's very meticulous with his details. He mm. doesn't know how to interact with people that well. Like Ryan Gosling yeah. in this movie, I think has autism, and I think it's a really great portrayal of it. And the last film that I saw this week is spider-man 2 nice it is the greatest superhero movie ever made
0: oh yeah absolutely
1: i
2: i I could go on for an hour about spider-man 2 but
0: one hour later
2: so i watched uh, a few things uh first i saw air oh yeah the new the new ben affleck movie yeah the new uh ben affleck uh matt damon stars in it uh matt ben affleck has a like a supporting role in it um it's about the guys who made the uh, the Air Jordan sneaker a thing. Uh, it was very good. If you like businessy movies like the founder, this is a good one. Oh cool. It's uh because I was I don't care at all about sports or sneakers, but this made this movie this movie did the work to make me care and understand why this matters. It's just like, it's a really good movie for grown-ups, and I think people should see it. It's not amazing, but it's a solid, it's just a nice business movie about negotiations, and it's surprisingly entertaining.
1: Ross, would you say that movie is better than Ford vs. Ferrari?
2: I don't remember Ford vs. Ferrari very well. A a movie that I'm more able to compare it to is, I saw Tetris. Um, I got... An Apple TV Plus subscription to watch the, the Tetris movie. It's pretty fun. Uh, if you're f- at all familiar with the history of Tetris, it, it was like a big copyright nightmare because it was made in the Soviet Union. And like Taryn Egerton plays the American guy who uh, thinks he legally bought the rights to Tetris to distribute in America, but then he finds out he didn't and and he's trying to sell it to nintendo for the game boy and like it's a whole mess and so he ha- he has to go to the to soviet russia to, to negotiate and figure out what's up it's crazy because like the the com they're communists they don't know how to do contracts and <laughs> negotiations they don't know they don't know how to capitalism <laughs> kind of has to help them out even though he's terrified of them because he wa- he really respects the russian guy that made it and it's it's fun it's a fun movie uh, my only problem with it is that there's, they're a little too flashy with, like, they're throwing in, like, pixel art to be like, look, this is a thing about video games, here's some pixel art stuff. Um, they also casually get video game facts wrong, and also, in that the third act has a lot of dumb Hollywood bullshit. But everything up until the third act is true, and I think that's fun. Like, it's a cool, interesting story that has kind of an espionage feel, but not quite. Um, and also, because I got the Apple TV Plus subscri- subscription, I decided to keep it because, one, it has Fraggle Rock on it. Good show. If you like Muppets, you'll like Fraggle Rock. Uh, it's, like, possibly the best thing Henson ever did. Uh, and I also watched on Apple TV Plus Beastie Boys Story. Which is like a a very nice documentary about the history of the Beastie Boys, as told by the two surviving members, uh, giving like a like a, a talk on stage with a slideshow, and it's pretty good. It's directed by Spike Jones. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, her isn't Spike Jones's last movie so far. It's uh, it's uh, Beastie Boys story, and it's pretty good. All right, Ian, your turn. Um,
0: so, I saw two things recently. Um, no, three. So, I'll, I'll go through. Uh, the first one was Stripes with Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. Some uh, two down on their luck people, they uh in the 80s, they go and they join the army to restructure their lives. It's one of those college comedy kind of movies you watch in a dorm room. But still pretty funny. It's not it's not great, but it's it's still fun. Um, then I watched uh, one of my favorites, House of a Thousand Corpses.
2: Nice. You got the...
0: I got the new Blu-ray, yeah. And I watched it with the new commentary, so that was really great. That's 20 years old now, which is crazy. Um, and then Raising Arizona, that was the other one, too. I hadn't seen nice. that since high school, so I was like, "Yeah, you know, I might as well." I watched it. I thought it was a riot. I really love the Lone Biker from the Apocalypse. It's just that—that's my favorite character.
2: He's great. I should check, I should watch *Raising Arizona*. Yeah, I haven't recommend. seen it yet. Oh, it's a beautiful film. I mean, it's I like the Coen film. Brothers. I like Nicholas Cage. It seems like obvious that I should probably see that by now.
0: It's really fun.
2: What are we? What are we doing next week? Oh, it's my pick. It's my pick next week. Oh, yeah, that's right. I hope you can carve
1: out some time in your schedule, fellas. Because <laughs> oh, no. uh, I'm picking a meaty boy. And I don't want to hear any oh no's from you, Ian. Because I watched the three and a half hour director's cut of Watchmen. So <laughs> you, you, you can tolerate the, this Monsta masterpiece that happens to be a little long. Okay, what is it? We are watching Monsco Scorsese's Casino.
0: Okay.
2: All right. it's an in- I haven't seen this one yet. Yeah, me so neither. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So that'll be a week, two weeks from now, whatever. We'll we get these episodes done when we get them done. Yeah. <laughs> we're,
1: we're busy guys. We're not, we're not full-time podcasters, people. We, yeah, we're, yeah, we have lives. We don't only want to thank you guys, we also want to thank the people who have helped this podcast so far. Special yes. thanks to Amanda Ciapata for mm-hmm. creating the Stray Dog Media logo. It looks great. Special thanks to Ross's girlfriend Christine Joy <laughs> for uh, the logo for this podcast. Not
2: the our little our little avatars, our little, I guess. Our little yeah, avatars, you
1: know, it's not necessarily yeah. a logo, but it's it's our background, <laughs> you know. And it, yeah. she made us look like very charming, very handsome boys. Last but not least, our theme song. This goes to a very special guy of mine his name is Alex Mendelsohn. He he's my sister's boyfriend and I love him like a brother and he did a very good job on our theme song so thank you very much Alex we love it
0: thanks Alex thank you Alex
1: thank you all so much for listening uh don't forget if you're watching this on YouTube don't forget to like subscribe and definitely comment once again we want a discourse happening around this podcast we want people talking about it so if you can leave some something, something in the comments, a point, if you will, that would be great. And uh, we'll see you when we see you next for Casino. See ya. So take care, everyone.
0: Woohoo!
1: Bye-bye.